Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your St. Louis Blues will start round two of the playoffs tomorrow night. The Colorado Avalanche will provide the opposition at Ball Arena in Denver. You'll hear the action with Chris Kerber and Joe Vitale starting at 8.30, the pregame at 7.30 here on your home of the Blues 101 ESPN. And Chris Kerber does join us now as he does every Monday here on Carriker and Smallman. Good morning, Kerbs. How you doing? Randy, doing well. How are you? Everything's great, and I know that there's a lot of consternation over the schedule, but it is what it is, and the Blues have done pretty well with the 8.30 starts. That's what we have to take advantage of, is that, hey, we know that we can play at 8.30. Yeah, and the good news is, is you know, out in, it, while it's 8.30 St. Louis time uh, for the first two games, it's actually 7.30 Colorado, so, so it'll feel a little bit normal, you know, there. And then the home game is a 7 o'clock game on Saturday, so a little more normalcy in the second round here. By virtue of time zones, uh, I know it's no different for St. Louis fans living here, but, you know, it, it is what it is. It's the way the world works with TV, and the one thing that Central Division teams are is very used to this. Well, Curbs, we know the Colorado Avalanche are going to be a very tough opponent for the Blues in round two. They're a really complete team, but when you look at this matchup, what's one advantage that you think that the Blues have? Well, I still think the Blues have an advantage on the power play. Now, you know, can they get to it and stay out of the penalty box will be the key, you know, but in the regular season. And when honestly, when it comes to stats in the playoffs so far, when it, when it comes to stats in the playoffs, I'm right now I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in Colorado's playoff stats because Nashville was just so bad against them, right? So, and, and they, were, they were not playing UC Sorrow. So go back to the regular season, in my opinion, Michelle, and, I look at the St. Louis Blues power play at 27%. Colorado's penalty killing was under 80%. So that, that to me, is going to have to be, you know, one one advantage uh, for the St. Louis Blues that, that they'll have to, to handle here. You know, they played three head-to-head games in the regular season. They were all essentially one-goal games. The two wins for Colorado had empty net goals in them. And, unfortunately, two of those three games were so early on in the season. I don't, I'm not sure what we take out of that. So, this uh, this ought to be an interesting one here, uh, at least the first couple games of feeling each other out. Curbs, I'm intrigued also to watch and, and see how Darcy Kemper reacts because Kemper has, uh, this will be the first time, uh, actually the second time in 20 he played uh, in Arizona uh, with Arizona in the bubble, but he hasn't really played in a real second round of the playoffs yet. And as we know, because we've seen it, the intensity increases and it, it just gets a little bit more stressful, especially for a goalie. Yeah, it does. Now, you know, he's got a career record of 9 and 5 against the Blues and and that's pretty solid. Of course, some of that, of course, a lot of that was when he was with Minnesota. He did play all three games. You know, the interesting part about the matchup here is uh it was Jordan Bennington that played all three games against Colorado this year. So Billy Huso's only got the two combined games, one start against Colorado. Francois, the backup for for Colorado has never played against the Blues. So if we end up in that situation, there's a lot of unknowns. But back to Kemper, 
you know, he, he's played really well. Guys, I think he's still beatable. I don't think that this is a shutdown, lock-it-down goaltender, you know, the, kind of the Vasilevsky type or, or even what we saw, say, from Ben Bishop and some of those others that get in your head. So I, I think that the Blues could take advantage of that. Uh, but, but again, you know, the amazing thing about this is I, I expected the Blues to go in as, as underdogs and solid underdogs in this, in this series. But you go back to the regular season. The Blues had a 3.77 goals for per game. Colorado was 3.76. Slight difference in goals against, but Colorado was 2.83. The Blues were 2.91. The Blues had a better power play. The Blues had a better penalty kill. Um, and, and the Blues had a better faceoff percentage. So it, it really, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how this one's going to work out because you, and, and unlike the last game, I thought that last series, guys, the Blues had a massive advantage when it came to coaching staff. Uh, this one's going to be a little bit more even with what Jared Bednar and his experience has been able to do. So, um, uh, again, some other, I guess, storylines below the surface on that one. Another storyline for me, Curbs, and something that I'm intrigued to see play out is the fact that the Avs haven't played since May 9th. After they swept Nashville, they've just been sitting around since May 9th. And I know that that's an opportunity for them to get rested, to get healthy, especially playoff time when everybody's a little banged up. But I wonder if they've lost a little momentum and sharpness having not played since May 9th. Well, and add to that, and, and I, over the years, Michelle, I have yet to figure out whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I honestly, it's, it's, it's a storyline that comes up every single playoffs with one or two teams if you end a series early. Um, and if you come out on fire, you go, well, the rest was good. If you come out not, you're going, oh, the rest was bad. And I've yet to really figure out whether or not it's an advantage. What I do know is I definitely believe that the fact that the Blues had to wait until the games last night to finish to know whether they were going to start tomorrow or on Wednesday, I, I do think that the Blues getting a couple extra days rest was definitely advantage with as taxing as it was on our defense in, in that previous round. So I hope you're right. I, I mean, I, I hope it does throw them for a little. I, I, more even so than, than the rest, I wonder about the, the level of competition that they played in that series, too. So not, not just the, the a whole week off that they've had, but they really weren't challenged very much against Nashville. And I think the Blues are going to throw, obviously, a different a different uh, and much heavier look at them. Curbs, as I watch games, I don't think that there's a defenseman in the league that scares me more than McCarr does. And obviously, the numbers bear it out, but his speed and his ability to get through the neutral zone and then the way he zips into the offensive zone, he is electrifying. He's really dynamic. And I don't know how you handle him. I guess the best way to handle him is like the Blues handled Kaprizov, and that is by maintaining puck possession in the offensive zone. Keep him 200 feet from the net. Keep him 200 feet from the net, but, man, he can skate, and he can skate like the wind. And then when he gets into the offensive zone, he'll make moves, and he can score some goals almost like Kaprizov scored. It was He really is a heck of a talent that they ended up getting, and they got him with the sixth overall pick. And, and this was one of those that if you're the Blues, you're going to have to get in, and you're going to have to put some equity, as Joey likes to call it. And if you can hit him, hit him. The challenge is he could be hard to hit because he can move a little bit. So um, – you know, they're very good defensively, Randy. Uh, they've got some size back there that they can bang around a little bit as well. You know, and, and I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm impressed with Colorado and what they did. I, I did not expect them to be, I guess, as dominant in the Central Division as they were. You knew they were going to be really good. But I, just, I, did, I didn't expect a separation with the loss of guys like Graves and Donskoy. 
you know, so it, it's going to be a challenge. But here's, but guys, here's where I think the Blues still have an advantage. Colorado's got some good depth, but I still think the Blues, but that third line and the way that the Blues can spread mm-hmm. the scoring around, that's that's to me an advantage for St. Louis here. And if the Blues can find a way to shut down the McKinnon line and keep McCarr at bay, wow, they're they're, they're going to have a pretty doggone solid chance here because the Blues have that good of an offensive team. And Curbs, one other note about this, and especially at this time of year, you really have to keep an eye on where Kadri is, and you kind of have to just beware of him. And even though he had a great year, 87 points, he's still a guy that over the course of his career, especially in the playoffs, has gone out to try to injure guys, and you can't react. If you're the Blues, you can't respond to his shenanigans. Yeah, you know, so if you remember the first two games of the regular season, the Blues went after Kadri pretty good just about every single shift. Uh, you got to forget what he did to Justin Falk a season ago and, and just and keep him at bay. But you are right. Awareness out on, on the ice in this series is going to be big in terms of who you're playing against and the type of player that they are because the physicality can get pretty doggone heavy. And you're right. He's the guy that will come out and he will hit you to hurt you. And you better be aware when you're out there on the ice, especially if you're a younger player. Maybe you're a guy like Jordan Cairo. You know, and you're going to use his speed. If somebody like Kadri's on the ice tracking, you better keep your head up and you better be aware. But I like the blue size in this series, guys. I, I, I think that, um, you know, I, th- this is a series for me where a guy like a uh, like a Pavel Butchnevich could really help take it over with his size and ability to control the puck. And he may, that line's going to get some matchups, I think, that are going to be favorable, especially when the Blues get to return home. Good call. Hey, one final thing. We always hear about athletes and their durability in the in the high altitude. What about when you're broadcasting for two and a half hours? Does the, <laughs> do, does the altitude ever affect you? No. The old, listen, the, the only time that the altitude really affects the broadcasters is make sure that if you're drinking a few beers, you add some water in there. <laughs> like, that is... I don't know if you guys are like like that. That I think is is the ultimate key. No, I haven't. Um, I haven't really ever noticed it from a from a broadcaster standpoint out there. So that 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 part's lucky, but it could also be that I've got some pretty good lung capacity. <laughs> Curbs, we will be. <laughs> you do, no doubt. Uh, we'll, we'll be tuned in. Can't wait for it. Looking forward to tomorrow. Safe travels, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Have an awesome week. Let's let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. That's Chris yeah. Kerber, the voice of the Blues, on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. 
Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.